This episode is all about the disability expo that took place in London last week. Julia and I went and we want to talk all about it. There were so many cool things to see, such as the People's Panel where we spoke about disability in media. You should be warned that this episode contains the use of slurs. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Ramped Up. This is the podcast all about disability. My name is George Brouse. I'm Julia Shenko. And I'm Lexi Bushnell. And uh, we wanted to come here and this episode is really going to focus on the Disability Expo in London that took place on Thursday and Friday uh, last week. So the 6th and the 7th of July. Um, Julia and I both went together and we just want to tell you all about it, essentially. Yay! Um, I found out about it uh, originally last year, and unfortunately I found out about the expo, I think it was like a month after last year's one, and so I signed up to book for the next one. And I was a bit like, I have no idea what to expect. I went with a completely, like, no expectations at all. Uh, we'll just see what happens. Um, and I said, oh, Julia, you might be interested in this. So Julia came along for Thursday. Uh, I went to Thursday and Friday, she just went to Thursday. Um, and it was amazing, quite honestly. Um, like I say, no idea what to expect. It was at the XL in London, which is this big, fancy uh, conference exhibition center thing i don't know what it is um but there's like eight wait there's there's like 16 ish i think 16 18 massive like halls um like they are massive and you know they hire out to different people so we were in one of them and there's there were so many stores there's stores going around the perimeter and uh stores in the middle, and you also had sort of five areas. So you had the people's panel, which is where there were lots of different debates. There was the centre stage, which was more like a, um, I don't know, like, so there were comedians there and stuff like that. There was an area called the gaming zone, so you could try lots of different, um, I don't know, like games and, um, Assistive technologies over there. You kind of area. Yeah, so there was lots of, um, I forget what they're called. Um, like, uh, assistive technology, joysticks, and um, there was an eye, eye, eye tracker. I forget what it's called. Eye gaze tracker. So uh, if you have full body paralysis, for example, you can use your eyes to look at buttons on the screen. Uh, like there were so many bits. Um, I'm trying to find the list of things. Uh, there was also okay. employability zone, also. No, what? Uh, employability lounge, yes. Employability zone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the have a go zone. The have a go zone was amazing. That was probably one of my highlights. Is the go zone the one where they've played all the different sports? Yeah, exactly. 
So I, I tried two really, different sports. I kind of briefly saw it because um, Joe was like, come and watch me, like, was it b- volleyball? No, rugby. Rugby. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And like, like, literally, I was there for like maybe two minute tops because I couldn't yeah. like, participate because I couldn't transfer to the chairs. But I did sit there for like a minute and a half just to see you play. So that was fun. Yeah. And that was definitely the most fun I've had in a good couple months. Um, <laughs> just sort of whizzing around in these really agile chairs. Um, Speaking you know, of I, chairs, there was actually a moment. I hope you're going to post it because it was the most hilarious moment. My highlight of the day. Are you trying out that tilting chair? Where to manoeuvre it, you had to tilt forwards, backwards, and to turn, you had to, like, kind of lean tilt your body. sideways. Yeah, 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 to turn side, like, to side to side. Lexi, if I could show you the video now, it's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. His face, he was pure stress. So if you lean gently forwards, Push back in the chair to stop. Okay, Every time you push back to stop, yeah, you put yourself back into the neutral. Just absolutely more stress. You move your body like that much, like a couple <laughs> millimeters, and you start driving. Wait, what are those called? Um, the ones where you just stand on it and it's like a segue. Handles that you can go forward. What is that it's called? It's a segue. Segue. Imagine yeah. a Segway, but on two wheels, or was it one wheel? Well, Segway, Segways have two wheels. It was a Segway that you sit on. That is okay, what it was. Button. That was only to turn it on and off, and that was it. Nothing else. Yeah. I've seen Segways, and they look terrifying, and I've heard they're really stable and such, but... I don't know. No, it just... was so sensitive. I remember Joel was panicking. He leaned too far forward and he was like zooming off. And I was like, Joel, calm down. You're okay. You're okay. Oh, my goodness. He, he was silent the entire time, but you can just tell by his facial expressions he was not having it. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. I mean, I was struggling to have a conversation while driving because it's so much yeah, to think I about. I to talk to you and you're just like mute. The entire time, <laughs> <it's mute. laughs> that was a highlight. That was easily the most sci-fi chair I've ever driven. Like it looks like something out of Star Wars. You know what's that droid? R two D two. Is that, that one? Uh, that is what it looks like. Or is it uh like the BB eight one? Yeah. Oh, oh. The old one. Sorry, wrong one. I've never watched that. Well, I watched one movie of Star Wars. I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> I haven't watched it. I just know it's really cute. It looks like, uh, like no, a soccer. No, actually, I've got yeah. a better comparison. Imagine Wally. That's Wally. What... It's not Wally at all. That is even less like it. No, I would say no. so, maybe. R two D two. I'm googling it now. Uh... <laughs> it is the right one. We were right. Yeah, thank should you I, very much. Should I Google R2-D2 and see which one it oh, is? Oh, no, it's not R2-D2. It's not R2-D2. It... What am I thinking? I want to say it's called BB-8. BB-8. It's BB-8. Is it? No. BB-8. Um... Yeah, it is BB-8. Anyway, point is, 
it looked like a really sci-fi thing. Um, and it was really fun to drive. Really stressful, but really fun. I'll tell you what else was really fun to drive. Uh, so there were lots of wheelchairs there um, and lots of stores, and you could try them out. There was one that's like, uh, it looks like a tricycle, um, but it's motored. Oh, I understand what you're talking about now, yeah. Uh, and uh, we met up with someone who follows the podcast and we follow each other on TikTok. And they approached me and was like, I know you. I'm like, okay, help. <laughs> um, Keep in mind, we were always separated. Me and Joel, like, occasionally we bumped into each other, but hardly yeah. ever were we together the entire day, yeah. basically. Um, but uh, Sunny came up to me, and uh, they're a really cool artist, go follow them on TikTok. Um, but we both tried these chairs at the same time. And we we were just like little children. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Whatever this is, it is insane. Yeah. Let's try full speed. Let's turn around and go full speed. We are being such children. Wait. I'm speaking around you. Whoa. That is quick on its own. You you sure you know where the brakes are, yeah? Okay, I know where the brakes are. Cool. Okay, we go. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we are stuck, children. Go. Oh my goodness! What the heck? <laughs> Sorry. This is ridiculous. We would be like, who can go fastest? Let's race each other. Let's try not to crash into people as we drive along. Yeah, I bet staff was stressed. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, that's because the point where there was a lot of people around. I remember at one point, me and another friend of ours, Theo, went with us as well. Um, I, me and him went out to catch some air because it's very stuffy in there. I'm not gonna lie, it was very like hot in there. But when we came outside, I just saw a bunch of people whizzing in those chairs, the ones that were to, like they were on showcase for them people to try. But I just see people zooming up and down the open area where you go out in. There are there were some amazing chairs. Uh, if you're watching a video version of this podcast. Uh, I will be putting up lots of photos and videos. Um, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, I am sorry, it won't be it we won't be so good. You'll just hear the sounds of us squealing in excitement. I think we might post some of the clips on social media, like Instagram and stuff. Yeah, I was meant to do that on Thursday and Friday. I did not have the energy, no, so I apologise. The entire day, there was no time to even look at our phones, to be honest. I didn't even <laughs> look at my phone once. But the thing is, like, um, that clip of you in that chair, it needs to be seen by the world. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I want <laughs> it to be seen. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to quickly pause and just go over all the different areas. Um, so you had okay. the centre stage, people's panel, have a go zone, employer uh, board lounge, Sensory zone, which I didn't go in, and the gaming zone. 
And they had like an accessible home as well. So let's try and cover all of those topics and try and salvage some sort of structure to this podcast episode. Yeah. Wait, what zones did you go to the most? Because me and Theo went to the like the home kind of section where they had the showcasing of accessible um, accessories to like make it easier. Um, I was also a lot in the gaming zone and the sensory stuff, the sensory zone as well. Okay, you did all the ones that I didn't do. That works well. <laughs> oh, there we go. That works. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't go to the centre stage much. From my understanding, that was like for comedians and, um, you know, stuff like that. So I, I didn't, I wasn't there a lot. Yeah, I don't want to sound mean, but like, did you think that, I'm talking about the people's panel now, uh, the people's panel, that yeah. we went to the one at, I think it was 10, I think, or 11, I can't remember now the time. 11. But it was one with, um, the d- talking about disabled people in the media. Yeah. Um, and I feel like after people, like after, because there was a lot of people on that on that panel, like listening in, but as soon mm. as that finished, I just saw like less and less people in the actual expo. Like, in the area, like, everyone yeah. dispersed immediately, and I was like, what is going on? I think there's a lot of a lot of people who are interested in that topic, because it has been uh, quite a, a topic. Even the spot to stand was actually impossible. I kind of snuck in there, and Joel came behind me. He was like, since you're standing here, I'll stand behind you. Yeah, uh, but I think that talking about disability in media is a topic that is very spoken about at the moment. There's a lot of different opinions, and um, I mean, we we spoke about this last week, um, me and all of us, um, about the workshops that we're doing and how important it is that we are represented in the right way. Um, And so, yeah, there was a lot of interest in that one. It was done quite well. I'm not sure if they recorded it and it's available online. I hope so. Because I enjoyed it. Um, What's that? There's hardly any cameras around. Unless they're doing those ones that you can't see, which I highly doubt. I think they were... um, It was just like a Zoom call or something. I don't know if they recorded the Zoom call. Um, Another topic I want to kind of touch on, and I don't know if maybe you're aware... Wait, wait. I want to try and get this in some sort of order. So I want okay. us to do like the different zones first. Otherwise, uh, next when I'm in, I'm going to be all over the place. Okay, next zone. <laughs> what zone do you want to talk about? Um. So you were talking about the home, uh, the home area. So yeah. I think just let's properly explain what that was. So basically, it was kind of a model home kind of area where they had, like, a setup for a bedroom, a living room, and a, wait, bathroom, a living room, and a kitchen. Um, I was more interested in the bedroom and the bathroom section. I actually got a, um, a pamphlet from them. Um, and there was quite a few, like, very nifty gadgets, like, things like, um, you know, like, cutting boards, but they were kind of having like suction cups to them where you can like put them attach them to a surface 
or they don't move around, which I thought mm-hmm. was quite cool. I mean, you can definitely like attach some suction cups to a normal cutting board, but like I thought it was quite nifty. Um, there was also a feeding robot, which I was quite interested in. Not saying I need it, but like I was oh. pretty interested. Um, the only Manita eater. That, um, huh? Manita eater. Yes. Um, yeah. Although the one concern I did mention to the guy, which I was like, "How do you avoid this?" is if you accidentally get knocked in the teeth. <laughs> oh. Oh. I was like, and, and it's not actually automated. It's not actually automated. It's I just mean, like I a screen. I didn't really talk to him much about it. I just, I just commented saying, "Oh, that's quite a good idea." He's like, "Yeah, it's good for people who are paralyzed and who have um, not as uh, limited mobility in limited their arms. motor skills." Yeah. And I was like, "That's a cool, cool idea." But then, then when we kind of like left that area, I turned to Theo. I'm like, "What happens if you get knocked in the teeth by accident by the spoon?" <laughs> not saying that it's gonna like do anything to you. It's just gonna hurt. <laughs> Um, um, Julia, just slow down a bit because we're going really quickly. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, I know you're excited, but whoa. <laughs> um, what else did I see? The bathroom. Majority of the bathroom stuff I've seen were accessible, like sinks, like spe- spe- uh, specially made sinks. So for people who maybe want to wash their hair only, so the sink is specifically made to like put your head back. I kind of wash it like a hairdresser kind of style. If you go to the hairdresser and get your hair cut, yeah, kind of that kind of thing. Um, there was also a sink that went up and down, which I thought was quite cool as well. One of the areas that I saw um, was the gaming zone. So this was like um, I don't know, ten plus computers, each hooked up to different. Um, I forget what they're called. Types of controllers. Oh, I said it earlier. The eye tracking soft thing? Yeah, there's a word for it. Processing, processing. Mm. Um, um, word's completely gone. Editor will just um, put it in here. <laughs> um, to ten, 10 minutes ago says the word yeah. back yeah um but there's different like controls that you can use um so there's joysticks and there's large buttons and um if you're watching a video podcast again i'll put images in here uh to show you you know the different tools that were available for those with different types of disabilities and i think it's really cool that uh there's lots of technology like this that enables disabled gamers to join in with you know with gaming and um the things that their non-disabled friends are doing um it's really cool to see that me and you played the vr headset which was also quite cool yeah as there's a um artificial not artificial augmented reality uh headset there um i don't think we got a video of it unfortunately so immersed in the game, we just kind of forgot. Yeah. What was the reality like? What exactly is that? Um, so it's a little bit like virtual reality, except you can see the world around you, but then you have like digital images, like projected ish, um, and so 
the, the game that we played, um, there's like this sort of uh, the target kind of thing where yeah, you have a um, I not like a screen, but it was like um, a controller strapped to your wrist, and through movement you like the the on the screen it would shoot like little balls, I guess, or like little projectiles at said it looked kind of like a dartboard cut in four quarters and he had to hit either in the middle right in the middle to get all four pieces or at least get one of the pieces to like knock them down um it was quite good actually we played two rounds i think each yeah the thing is with you it was a lot easier because you didn't move you were just a standstill target, so I could hit you more easily. I actually beat him on my first game. I beat Joel on the first game. But then I played She's so proud of that. I am. It's the only time I ever, like, win anything against jo- uh, Joel, so I'm going to, like, <laughs> like brag about it, deal with it. <laughs> but I also played with our friend Theo, who also went with us, and he was a moving target, so the bugger kept moving around, so I couldn't hit him. Um, Theo is a, mm, I was going to say able-bodied. He isn't physically disabled. He has autism, um, yeah. and he's you know walking around, making it harder for Julia. He was um, kind of following me around the entire expo because he didn't know who to talk to or where to go. I'm like, you can stick with me. It's fine. And Joel just went off to do his own thing. Yeah, because it became quite clear that me and Julia, as much as we both love disability, we're very interested in different. Parts of disabilities. So I went around taking pictures of wheelchairs, and she was just like, okay, then I'll go and see the employability of business uh, owner and stuff. No, the only reason because I couldn't transfer onto said chairs, so I couldn't join in the fun. So I thought, you know <laughs> what, I'll make myself useful and go somewhere else. Yeah. I spent um, a lot of time in the uh, gaming zone, though. Every single time Joel called me, he's like, where are we? I'm like, gaming zone. Gaming zone, <laughs> gaming zone. He kept finding me there. Yeah. Uh, did you go into the Zendry zone? So we briefly did. It was kind of towards the end before we actually left. Um, I tried to buy a sensory toy, but my card wasn't working, so I couldn't. So I was quite sad, but um, it was quite cool. There was actually a... I don't know how to explain it. It looks like a big glowing box. And it had like four, like it had... It like a big igloo, an inflatable yeah, igloo. I mean, it's not, it wasn't igloo. It was literally like a acrylic, like see-through cube that had like light in the middle. And each side has a different sensory, like light... How do you call it? Lights, light trigger? Not light trigger. Um, Sensory trigger. Does that make... Help me here. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm, what I'm talking about is like, I wish I took a picture now. I wish I did. It was literally like a big cube. Each side had a different thing going on, but it all was glowing. One of them was doing bubbles. One of them had like fake snow kind of like going around in circles. Another one had like kind of like a lava lamp situation where it was like bits of coloured like liquid going up and around the lava lamp. I don't know. I wish I took a picture of it. But it was quite cool. It was very visually um, stimulating. Not so, yeah, not so sensory stimuli. 
tried to also get that kind of sensory toys, but again, my card wasn't working, so I couldn't. Mm. But it was all good fun, definitely. Did uh, you yeah. the beds, by any chance? Was that what? The beds. Was I tried them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Actually, the people who were actually meant to be showcasing them were falling asleep on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that a few times. Around, like, I saw two people on, like, um, I didn't know they made double beds for, like, um, disabled people, like, double beds, like, the medical beds, but make them, like, queen-sized. Didn't know they mm. did do not oh. know that. Personally, I picked up a flyer and I'm considering getting one. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. But again, queen size bed, but the people who were meant to showcase them were literally sleeping on it. And the other person who was with them, she's like, you can tell it's a very good product because they're falling asleep. I'm like, mm-hmm. very much so. <laughs> Love that for them, but yeah. What else did we do? Mm. Uh, I, I think just the last thing was the have a go zone just to sort of wrap it up. Um, so they had oh, lots of different activities there. Uh, it's just this big open space in the corner. Um, and there were a few taster sessions that people were doing. So there was the um, wheelchair rugby. And I am now looking for a club to join near me because I enjoyed it so much. But um, there were Botcher Taster Sessions. Now, Botcher is a Paralympic sport. I used to do it when I was about 10. Um, and so you, you would, like, you have a white ball somewhere on the playing field and there are two teams, a red team and blue team, and you have to try and get your team's ball as close to the white ball as possible, and you can knock your opponent's balls out of the way. Um, so that was one of the taster sessions there. There was wheelchair basketball, uh, wheelchair tennis. I really wanted to try that, but I didn't get to, unfortunately. When was um, um, the basketball? Was it when we left? I did it on Friday. Oh, that's why I didn't do it. Cause I was but like, it was on both days. Oh, maybe it was literally when we left because me and Theo had to leave for the train. No, it was on. It was on. It was on. Wait, basketball. Because I personally didn't see it. And every time I looked. No, because they, they rotated, don't they? So you were in another park. Apparently it was on Thursday at 12 30. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, and I only paid attention once you said to me, hey, come watch me play uh, thingy, or was it rugby? You'll get to mix up with um, other things. Because you were, you were, I think we were getting lunch at the time. Well, maybe. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, um, we did, what else did we do? Uh, so yeah, the, the dance, um, dancing sessions, and just lots of different things that you can try. I guess just to uh, remind disabled people that you might be disabled, but there's lots of things you can still do. Um, 
which I think was a is an important message and it came across. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's backtrack a little and let's talk about the um the, the organization of the whole expo as a whole. Um and oh actually no, before that. Um so these stalls that were all around the hall, there were of different types of some were selling products, some were offering freebies, some were charities, just sort of advertising themselves. Um so when I went there I was primarily around Scope, which is a disability equality charity. Um because I'm involved with Scope quite a bit. And so I was just unofficially helping them out um, and talking to people about the services that they offer. Um, but there were so many charities. So I know that Julia saw Shine, which is the charity for like spina bifida and yes. hydrocephalus, I believe. Yes, but they're mainly for children until the age of 18. Right. Yeah. Um, I saw Wiz Kids. I saw, you know, so many different. Um, charities and people there offering their products and services and um yeah it was really good to see because sometimes like online it's quite hard to find these places and to know that they exist but seeing them all together in one place was really good to see you know how many people there are and all this sort of thing yeah yeah definitely although one thing that me and uh Thea did realize was there was actually a lot of um, things or, like, well, things, charities and, like, products around people with physical disabilities, but not very many with hidden disabilities or learning disabilities. The one we actually managed to find, which also I want to say that the map that they gave wasn't very clear, I don't think. Me and Theo were always getting lost. I don't think we were even the only ones. Letty kept finding us every once in a while. She's like, where am I? Where am I going? I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you. But um, um, the only store we were able to find was the Sunflower Lanyard stand that was in the front of the expo. Um, we had a very good chat with people at that store, and they definitely agreed with us that there should be a bit more stalls and things involving autism and learning uh, difficult uh, learning disabilities um, and more resources around, especially since the expo is such a big um, organization of different charities and people just big collection. know what's going on and what's available for people with disabilities. So they definitely agreed with us. We had a bit of a conversation about um, Autism Speaks. Not a very good conversation when it comes to like the positive things, but very much where there needs to be more representation other than Autism Speaks. Because mm-hmm. Autism Speaks is a very toxic way of looking at autistic people, which we can all agree on, definitely. Definitely. Um, and yeah. yeah, they. She was also disappointed by how many, st- like, there's only one store to do with autism apart from the Sunflower Lanyard, which was the sensory zone as well, which itself was very small as well. I was just looking for 
the map that I got given, there was a map. It wasn't clearly labeled that there was. Exactly. Um, like me, me and me and Theo went around like, does anyone have a map? Does anyone have a map? And then when we came to the front, one of the uh, people in the the neon like the reflective jackets, she was like, oh, hmm. do you guys have our booklet for this year's expo? Which I don't know where mine actually is. I haven't got it on me. I've got one. I'm, I know I got one, but I don't know where it is. Like, I looked through the bags. I couldn't find it. Nonetheless, we did get one again, and she was like, oh, it's there. I'm like, yeah, it's not very clearly labelled. Yeah. So like, this, so- is a map. this is a map that I got given, and you can sort of see all the different zones and uh, some of the labels. Did you think that some of them were, like, kind of, like, rounded down, if that makes sense? Like, there was less stores? in some zones and others, when it wasn't actually true? If that makes sense? Wait, there was some what? They made, like, the, uh, employability, the, oh my god, the one with the equipment for, like, better living zone, whatever it was called. Like, that zone was a lot bigger on the map, but it was a lot smaller when you went into it, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not to scale. The map's definitely not for scale. Um, still, but I will say... Very small. I, I will say, though, that it is very much uh, not the easiest map to read. Um, There's also no arrows to point you where to go. So if you are standing by some store like the disability, the Sunflower Lanyard store, you won't be able to know what way to go if you want to go back to Scope, for example. That's just an example I wanted, I wanted. I wanted to give that makes sense that we. Well, both I mean, need. you wouldn't be able to sign for everything, would you? Um, but the numbering as well. They did try to number it, but the numbering system that they used for each door wasn't particularly clear. I didn't really um, use the map. I just kind of just went around. But then Theo yeah. was like, "I want to find something to do with autism." I'm like, "Okay, but I don't know mm-hmm. where to look for that. So let's go find the map." Yeah. But yeah, it was okay. <laughs> I didn't go yeah. for the two days, but you did. I didn't so go I, for what? I didn't go for the full two days, but you did. So I'm guessing you did a lot more than I did. Yeah. Um. What did I do on the Friday, but I didn't do on Thursday? All I know is that you were dead to the world because you messaged me saying... I'm I'm putting the premiere for our next uh, episode for tomorrow, which was Saturday. I'm going to bed. See you later. That was the last text I received. I was so dead because, like, it takes me two hours to get there, two hours to get back. By the way, this boy... And I was there for seven hours. No, this boy tries to go for 9 a.m. Both days. Yeah. Me and Theo got there before 10. And we both left, left at the same time. Joel, did you go with anybody? Uh, anybody else? No, I didn't. Uh, Julia was my, my plus one, and she brought a plus one. <laughs> but she only went to one day, chicken. Didn't want to spend I her chicken. I was also preparing for a very long weekend, which was actually very true. <laughs> yeah. So um 
But I did make a friend, so, wait, Letty, not Lexi, that's going to become confusing. Letty, <laughs> I mean, Lexi, I feel like I should probably call you Willow for this episode, just so that we don't get confused, or that might confuse people, I don't know. Either way, there's going to be confusion. <laughs> um, but Letty is someone that uh, both me and Julia follow separately on our social media accounts, but we didn't realise we knew each other. So uh, Letty goes to the same uni as Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met, and that was sort of, for a bit, my plus one for some of the day. And then Sandy Wait, was my... missing most of the day as well. I tried to find her. Yeah. Uh, we're so big, you can't really track each, everyone. Um, and then Sunny was sort of a person I hang around with the most on the Friday. Um, and we're well, a cool person to hang out with. Uh, just messing around and, you know, um, trying out these chairs that we'd never tried before and had a good conversation while we waited and whatever. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else. Um, oh, I had a discussion with a guy with cerebral palsy. I don't remember his name. I'm appalling with names, as you guys have already worked out. Um, but he was talking about charities and how, in the past, charities used to feel very... that they, they would want people to rely on them. They'd make you dependent on them. And so we were talking a bit about that and why that means he doesn't trust charities anymore. I mean, everything I do near enough is for charities. Um, And so all all my quote-unquote work is for charities. Um, And so I don't really agree with him, but I... We had an interesting discussion about charities and their involvement and and how they, um, you know, speak up for disabled people. Um, he was very much of the opinion that he had to be the one to to raise his voice, um, which I completely respect, and it is important that disabled people are speaking up for themselves. Um, but having said that, there's, there's nothing wrong with working with charities to do that too. From the very brief thing, the brief um, summary that you just gave, I can kind of see both size to be honest because i tried to get some charities growing up but it didn't really work too well or they'll be like oh sorry we can't help you until you're 18 like it stops at 18 and that's it like i never really looked into charities that worked with young people or like older disabled people or someone who is elderly for example like i haven't really looked into it Mm. scope is kind of the I, like, I'm aware of what they do. I've always been aware of what they do and what they stand for and, and anything that they've done. But, like, I never had the urge to want to, like, join them, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. For me, it was kind of like, oh, the same old thing where, yes, we have to raise our voices. Yes, we get it, but at what cost, if that makes sense. Yeah. But then with our brief conversation with Gabby that we had a couple of times with me and Joel, that we've had with her, I kind of warmed up more to her and to Scope. 
but now I'm kind of more willing to work with them. We're actually now trying to, with their help, trying to get guests onto podcast onto our podcast. Hopefully, if fingers crossed, it works. Um, and helping us get our name out there and like actually get people involved, which yeah. is amazing, definitely. Yeah. Will we be able to go back on about the disability, the people's panel for a bit? You want to talk about the people's panel? Yes. The one that yeah, we sure. talked together. Um, yeah. One important conversation that somebody started during the Q&A session was about the controversial documentary by, oh my gosh, Rosie Jones that uses a offensive uh, disability slur word as its main title. And something that actually was raised, and I think is actually very true, is that, unfortunately, in the media, the shock factor works the most. So, I'm like, we all know, and I think people now are more aware of it, that these these slurs are used against disabled people, especially those ones who you can physically, like, they can actually see their disability and, you know, they understand the impact of those words. But unfortunately, if the person, so Rosie Jones used any other title for her document, was it it's a documentary? I think it's a documentary for her documentary, it will not be seen by the media or nobody will really look at it, listen to it, unless you are wrapped in the disabled community itself. If you're wondering what slur word I'm referring to, is the R word. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree as well. I've not seen the documentary. I had never heard of it. Um, it is going to be released, but it hasn't been released yet. It's currently a topic of conversation among the community at the moment. Things that I have seen, I've seen more, um, I guess, I, I have seen quite a few slurs kind of thing used in more everyday stuff that... A lot of it people don't realize is a slur. I've also seen where more able-bodied people are trying to reclaim it for disabled people, and that kind of comes off weird. But I I have seen a lot of like the shock value. It 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 does seem like there is a lot more. Uh, yeah, uh, shock shock value pay uh, sells just like sex sells. So does being careful. Yeah, something else that was mentioned during the panel. I'm, I believe. Oh my gosh, now I can't remember his name. Hold on, let me just look at my notes. Stand by. Hold on. But yeah, you're right. Controversial, being controversial, is attention grabbing. And I think that's the purpose of this. I I don't like that she used the word, but I think it is good in a way because we are trying to reclaim these slurs that the LGBTQ plus community 
you can name the word queer. That needs to be offensive to that community of people. And at the moment, words like cripple and retard are still very offensive to be used. But I know that cripple is definitely being reclaimed. It's not reclaimed yet. And so I don't think it's the right time to be using this word um, So in, in this context. It just feels a bit too early to, to be, you know. Uh, but I've not seen the documentary. I've heard that it is very good. Um, and she says some really good things. Um, like I say, it's not out yet, and so I haven't seen it. Um, but it was spoken about in the expo at the People's Panel. And, um, yeah, people just talking about why they think it's good. And, um, yeah, I, I think there's been... I think Rosie has been unfairly attacked to some degree. Um, I think it's, it, in a way it's gotten quite personal. Um, I mean, it has touched a lot of people in that way because a lot of people have been subjected to the use of this word in, a, in an offensive way. And so, actually, yeah, using this word is very personal to a lot of people. Um, but I, I don't think it's fair that people have attacked Rosie Jones in this way. It's very de debatable and controversial, yes, but I don't think that gives anyone a right to be so um, to be so vicious to her. But going back on what you said about reclaiming the word, do you personally think the use of the R word, like for me personally, right, because that word was used against me quite a bit, especially in, in secondary school, I personally don't want to reclaim that word because that word has been used against me so many times that now that word holds a lot of pain. And like I even the word like for me cripple, like no to me cripple means you're not able like you are vulnerable that you are weak that you are a target if that makes sense. So I don't know maybe it's just personal preference, but personally for me I do not want to reclaim any of those offensive words because it it hurts. I I understand that point of view, and I think that's. The same thing that a lot of people would say. It is a word that is used to uh, hate upon people and to to harm people. Uh, so yeah, I I can understand that point of view. Someone took over because I'm starting to cry. We need to change topics. Yeah, it is a it's a controversial topic, but I know that people can speak on for ages about it because it is so. Um, yeah, it's personal. Were there any other things that were discussed in the um in the people panel? Like you mentioned that media was a big one, and that makes a lot of sense because the media is the one thing that every single one of us has in common. Um, mm. not uses a wheelchair, not everyone has sensory issues, but everyone watches movies or watches TVs or whatever yeah. and so that is something that i think that's the reason why it is so popular and I, i'll admit i love talking about it um kind of obsessively not gonna lie mm -hmm. um 
like, were there any other um, topics or things that were of interest, um, either about the media panel or, or anything else? From what I saw, I didn't see much. Uh, there were lots and lots of events on. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't particularly accessible because of the nature of the room. It's quite hard to hear. It was at that volume where uh, when you're trying to hear it, it's slightly too quiet, and when you're not trying to hear it, it's too dominating. Um, so it did make it quite difficult to listen to for long periods of time. Um, I know that there were lots of topics, so there was one about international travel, and uh, so, you know, getting on a plane, and yeah. you hear so many horror stories of times when people's mobility aids, wheelchairs in particular, are broken by, like, the luggage people. I don't know what the proper term for them is. There was another one um, talking about domestic travel, so when you're getting, like, trains and buses and things like that. Um, there was one I really wanted to go to, but I missed it. There was one about uh, sex and relationships. That one did sound interesting, um, but I think at that point I was distracted playing basketball or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there, there were so many things. So, uh, I'm looking at the, um, the list of topics that were discussed Sport and sport fitness and well-being, digital accessibility, representation of media, intersectionality, disability, crime law and policy, sex and relationships, uh, travel and education. Those were the main ones. Um, and so, yeah, there were lots of different topics that were discussed. Um, unfortunately, it just wasn't possible to do them all uh, because each zone has a pretty full schedule, so you just sort of have to pick which ones you want to do, plus try and visit all the stores. Um, so it was very packed, uh, as in, you know, trying to fit everything in. What did you, how many did you get, Julia? Uh, the, like, the main talks? Uh, the people I panel, yeah. just went to the uh, media one, to be honest with you. I think because mainly I was... Like, any time I was going past those stages where they had people talking, like, live, yes, I agree with you that they were, like, the room itself was not very good at differentiating between two different uh, events going on, but I always ended up going halfway through each one, so I couldn't really, like, grasp what was going on or understand what was going on, so I just kind of left it. Um... But going back to the people's panel, one thing that Sierra uh, Lawrence covered, which I thought was quite good, was about people like you know uh, actor disabled actors being involved in like shows and uh, production. Kind of is that people with disabilities should be paid for their time in educating um, actors, directors, screenwriters about how people with disabilities actually live their life. And unfortunately, the society, like currently the media isn't, I guess, ready for that change just yet. She did mention how she was 
uh, helping on a project, but out of nowhere, the, the script was totally changed. Things that she taught them or educated them on completely were thrown out the window. And I guess they just showed something that they felt comfortable showing rather than taking what they learned and the experiences they received from those people um, and put them into a script and like actually show them in an accurate way. I guess maybe people, the media or directors or whoever's behind writing these shows are scared to portray disabled people in shows. There have been a couple um, characters and shows that have put disabled people in um, into their shows. I don't remember exactly the shows that she mentioned. Um, I know that's much like a thought. Hold on, it's gonna come back to me. Uh, yeah. So she was like. It should be standard now that if you are looking into portraying a disabled person accurately, if you are going to get given those life lessons that those people are telling you, they should be paid for that time. Definitely, because they are literally giving their life stories for free. No one's telling us that we have to tell our stories and like our experiences just for it to be portrayed on a bigger screen and to literally end every human being on this planet to understand. It should be something that we should be paid for and like something that those people themselves want, like they want to show this kind of experiences on the bigger screen if that makes sense which i agree with her 100 percent. because like she got like they got they really robbed her of those experiences any thoughts on that no i don't think more to add that uh, other than i agree yeah, absolutely. So, um, disability consultants that will come in and tell the TV show how to improve. Uh, may give all of that time. So, you know, they give a week of their time to make workshops and get people together and put so much work into it in their own free time to just be ignored is it's just wickedness, actually. <laughs> and and um, and there's me and go. Why did I bother? Yeah, they don't even show a hundred percent. Like I feel like, I mean, it wasn't I, that they they completely ignored her. It wasn't they didn't show a hundred percent. They completely ignored her. Yeah, definitely. But I also feel like, obviously, I'm not in that world and I don't know how it works. But from what I see, it's kind of like, from my point of view, it's whatever the people who are making these shows are comfortable portraying or showing on screen because. That's their knowledge, if that makes sense. And they refuse to... I guess, to me, it seems like you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of situation, where they have one mindset, one way of seeing people with disabilities, and that's all they're going to show you. 
They're not going to show you the romantic love interest. They're not going to show you the protagonist. They're not going to show you the villain. They're going to show you, and it's quite saddening for me to see, they're showing you the... Again, I'm, I'm triggered by saying this word, but it has to be used. Crippled person who is on a hospital bed, hooked up to an IV drip in a hospital. That's True. all that Hollywood or the media portrays in any production, movie, series, anything. That That's a lot of it. It is very frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Did you see any of the live podcasts around, Joel, when you were there for the two days? I didn't, unfortunately. Um, I saw a radio station run by uh, people with learning disabilities. Um, uh, other than that, not really. Oh, I saw one and I wanted to give my business card, but they were recording. I was like, if I was here recording, I do not want to be. Interrupted. What what do you think, Julia? How could they have been better? Maybe if there was, like, clear signage, if that makes sense. Like, I know they had, like, big banners and stuff stating who they are, but, Mm. like, on the map, like, I wish they had, like... Little icons, something that associates with each store. So, like, Scope would have their purple logo on there. The Sunflower Lanyard having a sunflower where their stall is. Like, something to, like, make a, make, make people associate with different things. Something like a, a mm. mall maybe? Something like a what? Like a mall directory? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was I thinking, have... like, you know, you go to Ikea. Mall. And then... Yeah. Yes. I'm kind of that, losing... That would be really I'm helpful. Losing... Am I losing Lexi, or, I... or are you losing Lexi as well, uh, I, I think there is a bit of a lag. Can you just say yeah. what you said again, please, Lexi? Yeah. No, I I just think uh, like the IKEA friends. I think that's good too. Yeah. Mm. Um. Maybe also more stores again associated with hidden disabilities or like learning disabilities. Um. With my conversation with the Sunflower Lanyard store, um, the people that were there, um, they said that they tr- they tried to look into what other charities or organizations that can be involved about autism. However, unfortunately, because the dominating one is Autism Speaks and they know their background and what they stand for, they do not agree for them to be associated with such a, um, I guess, organization of different charities that meet up, like, in those kind of spaces, definitely not a good idea. Not to trigger people because they are aware that every single person with a disability, whether it's visible or invisible, will be attending said event. Mm. 
What other organisations are there? I don't even know. Sure. Literally googling. Hold on. I'm. I'm not. Not off the top of my head. I'm not sure. That's one. One of the really frustrating things is that autism speaks is the one that comes right to the tongue that they will accept. Um. Gone. You broke up heavily there. Very much. Like, it was echoing. Robot Willow returns. Robot Lexi, too. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you want to add to that, Joel? Like, anything they can improve on? Oh, yeah. I was looking for my notes, and I have no idea where I see them. Because I'm stupid, apparently. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Given that... <laughs> The name of a documentary that I just wrote down. <laughs> and I'm calling myself stupid. Um, I would love to figure out where I left them. Um, Do you write your notes? I'm curious. Because if you can't find them, there's something very concerning about that. Because I use them at the Samsung Note app. That's where all my notes... Yeah, I put mine... In- I know where I put them. I put them in my Google Docs in the in that document that we have all of our um podcast notes. That's where I put it. Literally, I look at it, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I think one one of the good. Uh, I think one of the ways that they could improve because there are so many wheelchairs and mobility aids to test. And you're trying if you're trying to work out which one works best, it's really cool when you get to try them. But at the same time, you're trying it in a flat indoor space, and so you can't work out which suspension's better. You can't work out the turning circle as easily. You can't test out you know how well it works in everyday life. You know when you're actually going to use it. Yeah. Um, and so I th- I feel like having this weird like I don't know. Like a wheelchair test area <laughs> for like different textures and different um uh different scenarios and bumps and stuff, just so that then you can test out how good the chair actually is. Because I feel like some of the chairs would be awful going over bumps. Now that I think about it, it could have used the outdoor space. I mean, even the outdoors was too flat to be honest. Well, no, what I mean is, like, if they set out, like, um, you know, like, when you can have, like, fake... sandpit. Like, a fake grass thing where you can, like, lay it out on the ground and it's, like, different textures. They could have yeah. done something similar to that, but still utilise the outdoor space because there was a lot of outdoor space that was not being used. Yeah. That, that actually... I didn't really think about that. I was kind of thinking more towards where... You were driving, but then even with people with mobility aids or without mobility aids, while you were testing, it was very hard for you to get around them. Yeah, like, just a dedicated area to test the chairs. Like the amount of time I actually like accidentally crashed between someone with a mobility scooter and me, 
I had to like back out into an area where there was not a lot of people just for yeah. them to go past me. Kind of like a traffic jam kind of situation. I yeah. just wish maybe the There were so many wheelchairs. The aisles were either a bit wider or if they had like a one way system kind of situation. Hmm. Like I mean There were so many wheelchairs though. And that was amazing to see. Like It was I wonder how many people were there. And how many people are in wheelchairs? Because, I mean, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Like, seeing people like yourself is so amazing, and connecting with people like that is just incredible. It's so exciting. That's why you're like, yes, more people. Exactly, yeah. But no, like, I've never been in an area with so many wheelchairs. Like, towards the end of it, of the day, I just get quite annoyed, because I'm like, for goodness sake, I'm trying to get somewhere... But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Embrace it. Enjoy it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, let's talk a bit about the um, a bit about the information that we got given before the expo actually happened. Um, so I believe you received an email on the Tuesday before, so on the 4th of July. Did you get that email? Was it, like, the one with the QR code? Uh, no. Or was it the question one where you can, like, submit questions in? No. Hold on, let me go back to my emails. It should be very mm-hmm. quick because it's not very long. Uh, so this email was sent on the Tuesday, and it was just like a, we're looking forward to, to welcoming you soon. And, um... Oh, yeah. They told you a bit more about the event and the accessibility things there. So the audio description, I didn't test it out. I kind of wish I did, but I didn't. Um, there was a BSL available, so British Sign Language. Uh, so they had exhibition tours and things like that. Sorry, guys. Uh, what are you saying, Julia? I said that I saw the, st- uh, the store where the people with that were doing BSL and yeah. you could literally come up to, like, people were coming up to them and they were walking around with different people interpreting for them, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. Uh, there were live captions available and just, like, motability uh, MOT. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, but just loads <laughs> of information that was given beforehand um, and links and things just so that you can have a bit more uh, reassurance about the things going on. What did you think when you saw that email? Me? I didn't look at it much. Because, um, I mean, I kind of skimmed through it. So, like, things like live captions, audio descriptions, um, and BSL didn't really associate with, to me, at least. Mm. But, um... In general, I thought that was a, it was very accessible to everybody, which I appreciated. Um, and, yeah, although I don't know how... I didn't really speak to many people who were using those... Um, oh, my God, my brain. Those um, accommodations. There's the word I was talking for, accommodations. I was. I didn't really ask anybody how they felt about the accommodations provided, so I can't really say much about it. But I do appreciate they did that. Yeah, I think we've come to the end. 
If there's anything else you want to add, Julia. Or any questions, Lexi? Yeah, because I was thinking to myself, well, is Lexi going to ask us something? I would have loved her <laughs> to. Oh, I think Lexi's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I just suddenly realised Lexi hasn't moved for a good, like, minute. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I was, like, just talking to you. So that clearly shows us that's the end of our episode. <laughs> anything you would like to ask us, Lexi, or you want to add, or anything at all? I, I wish I could have... And now uh, Robert Willow is definitely here. <laughs> Okay, so that's definitely our cue that we are done with this episode. Uh, she says, just that I wish I could have been there. Yeah, it would have been fun. Like, I, th I think if we went as a group, that would have been amazing. But again, yeah. we have the ocean that is separating us. Yeah. Silly would be like a tick. Thanks for joining us on episode three of series two of Wrapped Up, our podcast all about disability. My name is George Browse. Julia Shenko. Alexi Bushnell. And make sure you follow us on all of our social media. We are on all the social medias now, I think, except Fred's. I need to make a Fred's account at some point. Um, <laughs> the new social media that's popped up. Um, and... You can also watch us on YouTube in case there's any other photos that you want to see. You can also join our Discord server where we are building a network of disabled people and we, we want to have lots of conversations with you guys. If you would like to become a guest on our podcast, then get in contact with us on one of our social media or email us ramptup.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for watching and we'll see you this time next week. Bye.